nice things. Hello, good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. Joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... I am Lord Reef and you are going to feel my wrath, I can assure you. But, but you can call me Paul Carmichael if you wish. Ah, dear Paul, I feel that the nation, like our good selves, is wound up tighter than a watch spring, in the words oh. of uh, the Blue Tones. Uh, Marblehead Johnson, what a track that is. Marblehead Johnson being uh, Bill Hicks's pseudonym. For really? Fans. It is, yeah. I didn't know that. You see, I only really know Bill Hicks because they showed a couple of uh, his his lives on Channel Four, didn't they? Yeah, they showed Relentless and mm. Revelation. I think it was Relentless. I saw, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him. But did they show it after he died, or was he not long for this earth, or something? They showed it before he died. They showed the Just for Laughs, the Montreal one, which was Relentless. They showed mm. that they were big champions of him. He was in talks with. Um, Channel 4 to do a TV series um, I can't think what it was called it was called something like Guardians of the Earth or something mm. and it was something involving all these people stood around a sort of table of world domination and it was kind of like a conspiracy theory thing because you know that Bill X is from Aust was from rather Austin in Texas mm -hmm. um, as is the American Alex Jones the one that uh, you don't fancy well no, no one fancies. No one fancies it. <laughs> no. um, yeah, so he was from Austin, Texas, and I bought from Sacred Cow, which was is, I suppose, Bill Hicks and his friend Kevin. Can't remember. Um, him and his mate Kev had a company called Sa uh, Sacred Cow, which was being run after Bill died. And I bought a VHS. Sorry, my mate McCann. R.I.P. Christ, man, mm. we're getting old. Um, my mate Paul bought, which was Billix on the. Uh, PBS, is it called over there? PBS, Public PBS. Broadcasting, yes, sir. Public Broadcasting, um, Austin TV, called the United States of Advertising, which was very good. Because before Bill X died, he did this whole thing about wacko, um, mm. about the government going in there and effectively incinerating men, women, and children. So he was very Alex Jones, I suppose, by the end, which mm. is probably why they killed him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. no, but, I mean, yeah, Bill Hicks... Uh, really, in my opinion, one of the sort of most influential comedians uh, since, I don't know, Eddie Murphy, really, something like that. Uh, but, I mean, there's, there's those two specials which are official. Then I got a recording of his last uh, concert, which is out now, which is, you can buy it now. It's only a camcorder one. Oh, God, it's good, because... Effectively, as well as his videos, you've got to, you know two great albums that were released posthumously. One is mm. called Arizona Bay, which begins. He's talking about the inevitable earthquake that gets rid of L.A. and leaves Arizona Bay. Yeah. And then the final CD he put out. These are better than any of his TV specials, by the way. The the stand up as well. They're not. Mm. It's not music CDs. Um, his final CD is called Rant in E Minor, and I think that's just one of the greatest titles ever. Oh, that's so, beautiful. public service broadcasting, was it? Public service broadcasting, yes. Which, over, which uh, I suppose... Sorry, public broadcasting... Yeah, yeah. PDF. Is our segue into the British public broadcasting corporation system, whatever you want, which which is why you're towned up. Towned up? Towned which, up. I'm turned up, geezer. I'm all <laughs> in it, you know what yeah. I mean? I'll get all turned up, right? Yeah, knock a few geezers around. And that's how you feel. Because you're all towned up about the BBC, your beloved BBC. Oh, Auntie, I love the. No, not having it. All not right, it. go on. Go I've on, removed Gazer. Television Centre from the board. Right, it's been there for over a year. It's gone. Whether it'll come back. Well, this is now reflective of the world, isn't it? Because they removed TV Centre from their portfolio. Well, they, they they did, didn't they? And moved Can't everything you live to Pinewood. Uh, you can you can buy you can buy a flat there. It's not exactly affordable. I think prices start around uh, the one point two million pound mark, and then you can sit in Donald Tosh's office or some Philip Schofield's broom cupboard, no doubt. With the oh, that was knocked through. Yeah, isn't That's that the gone. size of property in London nowadays? Go on, then tell Basically, me. Yeah. As soon as I don't care, um, <laughs> I, I popped onto Twitter last night. Yes. On the Nice Things account. So I'm a nosy because you're going on about it. Yeah. I have I deactivated my Twitter. I don't know when. But it's. I put it this way. After an hour on there last night, I feel no compulsion to return mm. to this world. This world. 
So go on. I I saw a lot of... What okay, do you I'll know? Tell you, tell you what I know. Go on. Philip Schofield. Not Philip Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. <laughs> Philip Schofield. Get him on match of the day. All right. So Gary Lineker mm-hmm. made some comparison on uh, the government's uh, immigration poster, is it? Um, no. It's the, the new policy that they've got. The policy that has been condemned by the United Nations. Um, he made comment on that. And he yeah. made comparison to Nazi Germany. Is that no, right? No, this is the first thing you right. see. People are suddenly saying comparisons to Nazi Germany. Germany in the 30s? Germany in the 1930s. Right, okay. Okay, and I think that's a, it's a small but an important point, I, I think, personally. So that he made that comparison. And, you know, well, I think uh, when the United Nations are basically going, hang on a minute. This isn't this isn't very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get notes up. I very rarely prepare for this show, as you know. Oh, that's but I'm good. A... Good. I can shut up and stop being a dickhead for like two. No, 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 no. You, feel free. You so, tell um... me. No, no. Honestly, I'm a child who has oh. wandered into the cinema in the middle of a film, and I'm just sat going, "Who's he? What's happening?" Da, 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 da. Fair enough. I and mean, that's a uh, Bill Hicks reference as well. Excellent. You must you must pirate me some of this stuff. I should I will, enjoy I will, it. I will. I, will. Um, <clears throat> I think this is an interesting one because what has happened here is it's one of those rare times it doesn't matter if you sit on the left side mm. of politics or the right side of politics. I think what's happened is is remarkable because it's almost brought these two sides together. Or if you sit in the middle like us, dipping toes into water both sides, but it's probably the one place you're not meant to be right now. But anyway, so we've got this policy, government policy. A centrist. Um, oh, not allowed. Not allowed, dear. Um... So the British Board of Deputies of British Jews and the United Nations have both looked at this government policy and gone, absolutely not. Lots of people are saying this can't sit well with international law, all that sort of thing. So, Do you know the, the government policy? Um, the, the government policy uh, is basically to do with if people land, refugees land illegally, that's the first sticking point. You can't really be illegal, but anyway... Uh, then they will be detained for 28 days and then removed, either back to the country from whence they came uh, originally, because we can't just send them back to France, we can't do that, there's no policy in place, or to a safe third country like Rwanda. Um, Rwanda have said that they'll take 200 people, so that would sort it out for one Is Rwanda very safe? I don't think so. Isn't Rwanda on the brink of war at the moment with one of its I don't know, I associate it with starvation. Oh, Hotel Rwanda. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And and massacres and people with machetes not being very nice to each other. Oh that's, no. Yeah. I don't fancy that. That's that's certainly what I what I think of. Mm. Anyway, so uh Lenica put this tweet out as he can. I mm. think the first point here, which I think is quite important, is that Lenica's got a lot of Twitter followers. About um eight million? Like Sorry if I'm boring you already, dear. Big No, I, I do apologize. I'm Ooh. not I'm not I'm I'm think I'm absorbing what you're saying okay. and it's Anyway. Sort of, go on. Go okay, on. so he puts this tweet out, uh, basically comparing it to policies that Germany had in the 1930s. Um, government aren't keen on that, okay? But that should not matter, because, of course, the key thing about the BBC is it should be independent of government interference. Simple as that. That is what it should be. It broadcasts for us, not them. Should do, okay? Um... But then what we've got to remember is that we've got Richard Sharp. Richard Sharp, who is now... Well, Richard Sharp is now chairman of the BBC. Um, Richard Sharp was um, part of a think tank um, a while ago. And one of its key motivating things was to uh, dismantle the BBC and get rid of the licence fee. So it's an odd thing he's become... It's an odd thing he's become chairman of the BBC with that policy, you'd think. Um, Richard Sharp also um, helped Boris Johnson secure an £800,000 loan. And then (laughs) Richard Sharp is given chairmanship of the BBC. Mm. Then... By Boris? Well, it has to be bestowed by government. Okay. Now, Richard Sharp had gone for one previous job at the BBC before the chairmanship, and he got absolutely... Match of the ter- day. Uh, no, no. Um, Shame. Some, some management thing. Can't remember right. what uh, what it was, but I do know that he was turned down because he has literally no experience whatsoever in broadcast. Again, odd that he would then be bequested mm. the chairmanship at the BBC. Lineker puts this tweet out, and all of a sudden, 
No, not allowed. You're not allowed to say that sort of thing. So Lineker is told you will not be presenting Match of the Day for a while now. This is quite something, isn't it? But to say that what you say as a private citizen then has an impact on your ability to discuss football. Isn't there something in contracts of BBC employees, though, about impartiality in social media? It doesn't relate to freelancers. And Lineker right. is a freelancer. Now, okay. we could say that that is the case, and that's absolutely fine um, if we go with that. But then I think, fine, okay, if we're going to go with that, that's absolutely fine. But then we have to apply it across the board. Okay, it's got to be across the board. Have you ever seen The Apprentice? Oh, I, well, no, I've not. I've, I know what it is. Shite. Awful. Shite. Yeah. Shite people doing shite things. Um, presented by Lord Sugar. Um, who will say, I seriously back Boris Johnson to be the new PM. The public like him. He will have a good chance of winning the general election, if not before. Uh, anyone who can stop Corbyn from becoming PM has my backing. So my presumption here is that this week's forthcoming edition of The Apprentice will be suspended because Lord Sugar's not backwards at coming forwards with his tweets mm. about other political nature. It's this selective application again. It's That's constant... It. That's no, it. but it's constant, isn't it? I mean, to oh, be yeah, quite honest yeah. with you, it's what's led to my disillusion with politics and everything. Ooh. It's just like, you know, it, it's kind of... It's like that, again, that arcane concept that we had in this country of being kind of, you know, a, a centrist. Mm. You know, it, it, it it's like, you know... Well, it might not be fair, but, you know, those are the rules. <laughs> that, that's kind of our national character. It's like, oh, Precise. well, I don't agree with it, but it's the rules. But it, it's... And that's fine, because mm. it's... Well, it's not fine, but that's how we always were, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. But now it's kind of like, ooh, those are the rules for them. Mm. Uh, and no, mm. no, 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 no. I mean, I don't particularly like Lineker, mm. to be quite honest with you, over his stance of going to Qatar. I, I fell out with a lot of, of these uh, football pundits because of the Qatar thing. Yeah. That pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, you know, but whatever. Um, but this this stinks as well. I mean, two mm. things can be true at the same time. Absolutely. Um, so but also, yeah. mm. also, what can be true is the fact that now what you've managed to do. I mean, let's be honest. The whichever government is in, they're never that keen on the BBC because it's it's a loose cannon. You know, you've you've got something which historically you are not allowed to control. What we've ended up now is widespread resentment of the BBC from the left and from the right. But that's been happening for a while, that. It's been happening for a while, but not all. Come on, like, over the last day or so, the way it's exploded. OK, so let's just say that Richard Wise has been put in there as a sort of fifth Sharp. column. Richard Sharp. So what did I say? Richard Wise. <laughs> Ernie's brother, presumably. <laughs> no, it's somebody else who's been talking to the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Richard. Um, Richard Sharp has been putting those a fifth con. Let's just say that. Right. So the situation that this this crisis, whatever, mm. has mm. has sort of fermented, is precisely the fertile ground to say, you know what the Hegelian dialectic is within politics, do you? Have you ever heard that phrase? Do go on. Problem. Mm. reaction solution so what you do is right i want this to happen i shall create a problem there'll right. be a public reaction yeah. i will offer you the solution which is what i wanted all along yes so so let's say that richard sharp wants to destroy the bbc as you're suggesting yeah well uh, no i'm suggesting whitehall whitehall yeah yeah okay the but institution wishes of, to yeah he's their front man yeah he creates this problem uh -huh. Lineker, public, uh -huh. like you said, left and right, demand a yeah. solution, yeah. disband the BBC, mm -hmm. which even Danny Baker was tweeting about, yeah. as you put, brought to my attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, we'll disband the BBC. Problem, reaction, solution. There we go. That's 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 a political tactic. It's, it's sort of in your textbooks, that. It absolutely is. We've got... From what I can see, and I'm not saying I'm right, and I'm not coming at this from a, either a left or right perspective, because frankly, I'm beyond all that shit. I don't care. Well, anymore. it is all shit. It's all complete. It's like football shit. teams divide, conquer. There you Just go. Divide people. But all I can see is that it would appear that we've got a government that is trying to shut down dissent 
on through our national broadcaster. And that can never be right. That can never be right. That's that's where I'm finding myself worried. Plus, what will happen now, because you've, you've got the left and the right, you've got them equally angered, so what happens? Well, people will abandon the BBC for partisan media. Partisan media is privately owned, and it makes money for its owners. You know, ultimately, mm. what we've got is mm. a, a way of making cash for people here. Um, and And whilst I say all this, the BBC have allowed this to happen. They have allowed it. Yeah, but they some... always go like both boots in on themselves anyway. Look at after Savile. Well, no, I, but this is, I mean, this is the other thing you see. I mean, this morning even. Um, I mean, first of all, so everyone is now saying, no, we won't go on match of the day to the point where they've had to go, oh, well, we won't really do match of the day. We'll just show highlights. And that's quite something. And then mm. Alex Scott, she's a lady. I don't know who she is. She plays football, former Arsenal player, it says. Um, she just announced about half an hour ago she's not going to be uh, turning up to do Football Focus, which she uh, broadcast in about an hour. I used to like Football Focus. I, 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 I as a, a lifelong footy fan, um, I stopped watching it during the lockdowns. Mm. It was just like, you know, without the... Crowd. Um, yeah, without the crowd, it was mm. like the Emperor's New Clothes. It was like, oh, what mm. am I watching? Yeah. So I haven't I haven't followed it since, to be quite honest. But I used to enjoy football, folks, I have to say. Oh, well, there you go. It'd be interesting. I might tune into a football programme for the first time ever to see the disarray that it's in this lunchtime. Um, but you're right. I mean, the thing about the BBC is it is very good at kicking itself up the arse when it, when it wants that. to. So um, this morning on the Today programme, they got Greg Dyke in. You know, who was actually one of the last people who was in at the he top was of the all BBC. Right, he, he was good, but then... Some Gilligan, yes, which he had no involvement in. I know, no I, I do remember sort of, but you had to get rid of the head uh, figure. Basically, what was the report though? What was the news report? What had they buried? What was it that the Gilligan thing was that Savile? Would, no, was that the thirty-minute WMD claim? Yeah, it was that's that. Right. It was that. Yeah. So Greg Dyke had to go, and he was good. I mean, you know, I know you're not a fan of Roland Rat, and ultimately Dyke is responsible. I, I don't... Re- I mean, you've got to remember that I was drinking a fucking lot of booze around about that time. Mm. But, I, I mean, my sort of... You know, I don't cognitively remember it, but the impression I always have is that the Greg Dyke and Gilligan were the good guys. Um, yeah. And, but, again, it was another case of the government exerting and flexing their muscles over the BBC. Because I know you say... They've always been impartial, Lord Reith. But Lord Reith makes some comment in his autobiography about his government sort of handlers. Uh, so right back at the start, it went only so far. And also, the biggest example I can think of is Marmaduke Hussey. Mm-hmm. So if you think that the BBC are free of governmental intervention, I mean, they got rid of a DG back in the 80s. No, no, I don't think they're free of it. I really don't. But I've never seen anything on this scale before and that's why i think i said on twitter you know i've i've always defended the bbc and i've always found a way of defending the bbc i mm. can't i can't find a way but if to richard sharp's been put in as an arsonist he's created the perfect fire yeah that's true that's extremely you know, that's completely you've got true. to remember that there are always different dimensions to all this crap oh, i mean God, i yeah. i seen a, there's there's because there's two different mindsets, isn't there? Certainly within political thinking. Um, and it's it's conspiracy or cock-up, isn't it? That's always the sort of the thought thing. And I saw a few people on Twitter, on my little hour where I strolled through it last evening, I saw a few people on Twitter who were claiming this is a knee-jerk reaction that hasn't been thought through. Hmm. No. Hmm. No, it's not. No, so it's I'm, not. So I'm uh, more conspiracy-minded. And I would normally take the piss out of you heartily for mm. such things, but no, I'm with you on this one. This mm. is this is very well controlled very demolition. Well but once again, it's reactive. So what happens next hasn't I don't think been considered. I don't think for a moment the shitstorm which has kicked off was envisaged like this. Well, if you're telling me that it's united left and right in cries to disband the BBC and the license fee. And Richard Sharp, Sharp has been put in, sorry, as is on the record with views about destroying the BBC. Uh, defunding, licence fees and all that, yeah. 
part of a think tank. Not thought through. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that if, if we're talking my line of thinking here, it's it's a case of never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, no, very true. That's so very anyway. True. Yeah. Anyway, but but they disband had Greg... it. Say I. Well, they had but Greg Dykel. But not Dykel. No. Tweets, Just no. get rid of it. No, no, they had. All Greg... right. Tell me why. Uh, John Clee. I'm John Clee's in a pub. Oh, right. No. Yeah. What has the BBC ever done for us? Right. Okay. You remember that advert? Yeah. Okay. So what what are they doing for us that's dead good now? All right. I mean, the things that still work are the things that nobody else could do because they are they would they don't make a profit. Okay. So. Take, for example, right, educational resources. That's always a biggie for me. Every single school and college in the United Kingdom uses the educational resources, like bite size. You know, mm. I, my youngest is coming up to GCSEs at the moment. BBC bite size. Everything is BBC bite size. These are brilliant educational resources that no school or college could afford. All right, all right, all right. How much does that cost? I have no idea. All right, okay. Keep that, right? There's your licence fee of, what, a pound a month? Okay, so we're now saying that we've got to privately fund education, okay? I can't see people going for that. Um, there's the... That's not privately funded education. That's All right, publicly funded. Too. So, so now it's an we're... ancillary too. So are we increasing tax, or inc- is this a new tax? I can't no, see No, no, people... you've, you, what you're doing is we're talking about removing what is effectively a tax, which is the licence fee. So what is the licence fee? 100 and what? 160-odd. 160, all right, so we've reduced it to 12 quid for for BBC Bite Size. Okay, so now everybody, regardless of whether they have children or not, and whether they want education or not, But has they're to already pay paying for it. Whether no, but they now, like it or now not, we're saying that you don't get the fee. other stuff. You don't get any other stuff. You I think... Okay, hang on, I haven't finished. It's a quid a month. Oh, okay, I haven't finished. Uh, Disability Programmes Unit. The only maker of programmes for people in the disabled community, that's the BBC. Nobody else does that. Why? Because it would not make a profit. It, and where no do commercial... those programmes reside? Um, on BBC Two, on iPlayer, all different places. It's so programs it's everybody knows. Results. See here, things like that. Okay, these are programs which wouldn't be made by a commercial operator because they they make a loss, but they're important. Five or a month, do you? Okay, but now we've got to maintain the infrastructure, the studios, the equipment, all those other things that already exist. You said they exist. didn't have any anymore, apart from the news place. They've new got broadcasting house. house. No, they've got they've got them in Scotland. They've got Manchester. They've not got things like TV Centre, but they've still got studios. Local news is this? No, no, this is sort of like documentary. It's drama as well. All these things being made for that community. Oh, all right. Well, you said a five or a month. Well, we're talking about a budget of at least sort of, uh, I think it's 50 million a year. And how many people pay the licence fee? I have no idea. Oh, well, if you're not going to prepare your figures before anyway, you enter the chamber. You asked me for a few bits and pieces. Okay, so let's say that we've got the Disability Programmes Unit, we've got education. Since 1990, the licence fee has paid a chunk, a hefty chunk, uh, mm. to maintain the transmitters. Uh, that Freeview broadcasts on. Freeview is the way that people who are the poorest in society and the majority of the elderly access television. All right, let me now we've got to maintain way. those. If the majority of people cancel their license fee over this, mm. right? How are they going to be funded? Let me frame it another way. Well, they they can't be unless you bring in, which is what will happen. And I'll tell you this now, and we can reflect on this in a few years. The license fee will go. Mm. And it will be replaced by a broadcasting tax. And nothing will change. But they'll be able to go, we got rid of the licence fee. They'll I thought they were going to a tax. subscription model. No, they can't. That's that A subscription model would never pay for those things that don't make a profit. It wouldn't pay for education. It wouldn't pay for the disability programmes unit. Did you see that article this week about... Uh, it was a business article about it was the end of peak TV. Mm-hmm. So the Netflix model is now gone. Yeah. Mm. That was and that's the thing. When we're talking about subscription services, you look at HBO, which is always held up as this model, you know, and they make things like The Last of Us. Okay. Yeah, that was Brill this week. Brill. What else have you watched that they've made in the last year? In the last year? Yeah. Because HBO in America premiere, mm. I think it's two dramas a week. That's it. Mm. Over the years, I've watched lots. Yeah, like over the years. The Sopranos. And but for all that cash, Lord Sopranos is 20 years old now. For I all know. that cash that you have to pay for 24. HBO, you get two new dramas a week. 
for all that money and a massive amount of repeats. How much uh, money is HBO? I think it's about... A, well, we can't get HBO in this country, but it's all mm. carried by Sky Atlantic. Something like a tenner a month or something. Right. So there's 120 quid a month. Two dramas a week. No news. None of your disability programming. No educational resources. Certainly something like Welsh language broadcasting, which is, of course, now paid for by the licence fee because S4C was not profitable. Well, that's gone. BBC Alipa in Gaelic television, that's gone. All of these things would have to go. Oh, you don't pay your licence fee and you don't get any of it anyway and, and then, then it goes anyway. And then we knock all these things down and suddenly we've got a system in which people have to pay a big subscription because we don't have Freeview anymore, because we can't afford to maintain the transmitter mass as we've done since the 1990 so, broadcasting. I, mean, I don't even have an aerial. I have right. no interest in receiving anything from any of them. Mm. You know, BBC, ITV, it's all... I don't watch any of it. Yeah. So, you know, pe to people like me, all of this is like, why would I pay a licence fee when I don't want to have any of it? Because you're not ultimately... No man is an island because ah, ah but this is the sort of post Princess Diana dying sort of uh, philosophy, isn't it? That we're all in it together, so therefore we've all got to pay whether we utilise. Personally, I, or I have not. no issue with. I mean, personally, I don't watch C here because I don't need to. I have no mm. issue with contributing towards its production costs for those who do. At the moment, my mm. kids are in education. They are making use of those uh, of BBC educational resources. Like I think side. you're hurtling towards it being mandated that everyone has to pay the licence fee. No, what I'm saying is it will be, because what will happen is with all of this kicking off, the licence fee will be taken away and they'll go, it's gone. It's what you wanted, it's gone. Well, problem, reaction, solution. We've got a broadcasting tax. Everyone pays it. Everyone well, pays it. Well, there you go. That's that, what that's... will happen. That that would definitely mean it was worth the while not letting this crisis go to waste. Oh, absolutely. And that, I'm telling you now, five years, we will reflect on this episode, telling you that's what will have well, happened. There will I be a broadcasting tax. And I won't be paying it. Well, it'll, be, it'll just be a tax. It'll be a tax. You don't want to pay council tax. I don't want to pay council tax. Nevertheless, it's taken. That's it. It will be included in something like council tax, which happens in many European countries. Well, I won't pay it. Well, what are you going to do? Give them a check and just say, I've deducted that amount. Now no, put I me just in won't prison pay it. I'll just be like, no, put me mm. in prison. Yes. Put me in prison. We'll run our own TV station in there. You'll like it in there. You could be DG of Her Majesty's or His Majesty's prison I, Slade. I was HMP saying this just Slade. yesterday. Somebody said to me, well, what should be done then? And I said, well, just make me Director General. I'll sort it out. And I genuinely believe I could. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Because I didn't. Well, go no, to the I just right mean good luck with sorting it out. Well, no, I didn't go to the right school. They're not going to ask me to. Ooh, I don't want someone course. who went to Moshpit's Lane. No, Moshpit Lane. Yeah. When we were going to gigs. Yes. Uh, but that's over. Okay. Anyway. Well, there you go. So that's that sorted out. Uh, there's no solution. No, there isn't. There isn't. No. But I am, for the first time ever, I cannot defend what the BBC have done here. I can't. They need to grow some bollocks, reinstate Lineker, bearing in mind I've never watched a footballing in my life, and I never will, but they need to reinstate him. Until then, that remains blank, or I'll fill it with an ATV. You're sending a strong message. I think so. Strong arm, strong a message. A strong arm message. Yeah. Yes. They will listen, they will heed. Yeah, they won't give a shit. Nah, they don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about dickheads like us up north morning. No, they don't care, do they? Just like that. Oh, no, you're getting no licence fee. We don't care about you. Yes. Anyway, there we go. Mind you, that would be the way to buy us off, wouldn't it? Ooh. What? Give ah. us... Ooh, if ah. they said... If, if we got an email this afternoon, Dear boys, we've, uh, we've, we're watching your podcast with interest. We'd like to give you a lovely slot. 9pm on a Friday on BBC Two. We'd be like, Oh, I love the BBC... Scrub the archive! <laughs> Put the aerial back on! Picture goes back up instantly. Picture goes back up. Oh, Put yes. Peter Badge firmly down the bell end. <laughs> and we're off. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. Yes, 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 oh, yes. I have. Oh, I can do the most remarkable volta fast when I need to. Uh, oh, yeah. I have principles, and if you don't like them, I have others. Yes, they are available yes. at a subscription rate, just yes. for you. Good old BBC, Auntie Beeb. Mm. 
I'm still know. hopeful. I'm hopeful that that there will well, be you reform. Never know. You never know. You never know. know. You, you never, never know. know. They might I turn the it, clock but, back. And... But I hope. I hope. Anyway, that was. It's that's... not the 1970s anymore, is it? <sighs> you know, it's not. It's not. It's not lovely Markman Wise and that lovely family that we used to have at the BBC. They have no. all sort of abandoned us. I'll tell you what was interesting as well this week. Because um, uh, this time last week I was hosting at a TV convention, um, and I, the number of people who used to be on the telly and still are on the telly in some cases were there. And one of the people who was there was uh, Sue Shearman, um, who I found on Facebook whilst arguing, as I like to mm, do on Facebook. You like an argument. Um, and I was corrected by a lady uh, in a very firm way, and I was about to go, "How do?" Oh, I recognise that name. Anyway, she was a floor manager. Uh, an AFM, assistant floor manager at the BBC. And so she came along. And one of the questions I said to her was, um, the way that we think of TV Centre in the 70s was this mecca, this beautiful uh, mecca. And was it like that? And she said, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, you'd be walking along the corridors and look, there's the goodies. And I've just walked past Valerie Singleton. And it was this big creative hub. Was it like that, Sue? she went, No. No, it was just mm. people doing their jobs. And then she pointed out how light entertainment and drama had separate bars and you did not go from one to the other. It was very clearly sort of like uh, compartmentalised. Apart from Dixon of Dot Green, who she said could go anywhere, but she didn't know why. So, mm, yeah, I still like the sound of that. <coughs> I like that. Only because you want to be Jack, what was he called? Not Warner. Jack. Jack Warner. Jack Warner. Wondering where you like evening all. Well, yeah. Jack Warner in, what, 1978, when he was still mm. doing Dixon of Doc Green at the age of 90. That yeah. Was... They're, <laughs> they're strange episodes, those ones. They are weird, aren't they? The thing is, though, we have this sort of halcyon sort of, you know, I blame Terry Wogan for a lot of this. Mm. You know, because he anthrop anthropomorphised that corporation into good old Auntie Beeb, you know, yeah. Auntie Beeb. And we, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you were a child who, who took the Beeb magazine as Ooh, opposed yes. to looking. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I yes, did. yes, yes. Yes, you well, and There was no you point taking looking. We'd never had ITV on. Exactly. So, so, Beeb, so, so Beeb was very much the thing, wasn't it? But, but at the same time, all that Savile madness was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. What? So this. What's this, your point? <clears throat> my point is that even in that lovely, cosy world we're talking about, mm. there was a sort of black heart and a dark underbelly. Well, there was, but he was noncing at the NHS as well. I don't ever see anyone say, well, we should close the NHS down because of Savile. He was doing it there. He was diddling they, there. Didn't they do something at Stoke Mandeville because of his noncery there? Didn't well, he shut some of that? Well, what, after he was dead? Mm. Oh, that's good. So his ghost can't fiddle with people. Yeah. Great. The best was the guy who bought his gold, gold-plated Rolls-Royce, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Didn't he spend, like, a million quid on that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Poor dotted. It's like the guy on the internet who had the bloody Lost Profits tattoo up his arm. Oh. Thick. Yes. Thick letters. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. Enough bad purchases and yes. enough enough bad pennies. Yeah. Have you got any nice things this week? I have. I've got a couple of lovely things uh, this week. I've got I've got one thing that was meant to have arrived and it hasn't. No, mm, good. <laughs> yes, I know. Pleased about that. I know you are. However, it will be here by next week, and I shall. Crow. Yes. Um, so I got I got a book. Uh, I got a book uh, which is wonderful. It's by an actor called Michael McStay. Um, who was, and if you look down the side here, it lists all the programmes that he did. So Crossroads, Doctor Who, The Avengers, Jason King, Coronation Street, The Lotus Eaters, all of these remarkable things. But you've probably never heard of him because it used to be the case that telly just employed actors, so many actors, because it made so much drama. And Michael McStay was one of those actors. Anyway, he's, he's about 92 now, and he's written um, up his experiences uh, in a book, uh, which he's uh, entitled Inconsequential and Irrelevant, which Brilliant. is one of my favourite <coughs> titles. He's got a look of Mike Pratt, hasn't ever. he? He has a bit, or that bloke with the metal teeth from James Bond. Yeah, I can't bit remember that. his name. Jaws. Yeah. It's like if him and Mike Pratt had a had a baby, you'd get Michael McStay, 
I think. You would. So you would. he's uh, also a little bit of a Ronnie Lane anyway. Look, that look, yes. isn't there? So um and it's brilliant because it's just it's basically a confessional. It's all his indiscretions. I absolutely love this uh, so far. Um, I've got to send you the link, haven't I? So you have you got to send a me copy the link. of that. And, and oh, and uh, you might be able to read about this if we put anything on the on the website. Oh yeah, which is that I've completely forgot again. Anyway, NiceThingsShow.com NiceThingsShow.com Which is Are we going to put the Twitter up? Because we said we were Yeah, last I'll week, do that we? as well I okay. forgot that bit <laughs> Okay um, That needs to be They all need to be buttons on Twitter That the boys and girls could just click on And it takes them there What, Instead on the program? Of being, yeah, you can do that I noticed last night When I was on my I, That hour on Twitter's You know, nourished me Yes um, Flora mentioned uh, Eubank Smoothie Being a favourite episode of hers It did, Hi to yes. Flora Yes um, And uh, yeah, that was a good one mm. um, And when I clicked on it mm. YouTube had all chapters With names on them Like, you know, Jack Douglas And, <laughs> and Really? Things. Yeah, so obviously Summer had gone through it found things we'd said and chopped it up into chapters which i thought was very clever has someone done this or is a program? no the the internet the does machine, it the machine does it yeah youtube's thing does it it's so it scans through all this absolute horse shit we spout yeah and then goes all oh, right they're on about you know Derek Guile yeah. or jack douglas you know or something like that so uh oh, we'll God. chop it up into those but i thought that was brill me that's amazing you, you don't have to listen to all of it you know if you want to go and listen to i don't know you know something about piss piss a goblet of piss. Yes. So there'll be many chapters called Paul's Goblet of Piss. Oh, there will not be. on the piss this week. Unless no, I'm not. Rhubarb. No, no <laughs> I, I, I'm on this this week, which reminds me of that wonderful thing with um, Monty Python. Remember that sketch that the BBC weren't happy with, um, where a waiter comes in and everything that he's got is, oh no, it's wee wee, monsieur. Every, everything he says is, it's wee wee. Yeah. And then comes in at one point with a glass of red wine. Oh, no, that is wee-wee too, monsieur. And the BBC kicks, kicked off on that because they said, oh, that's clearly menstrual urine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a few of them they caught, wasn't there? I mean, isn't wasn't they put the oven on, Fred, we've got an eater? Wasn't that caught? That was caught after broadcast. That's one mm. of those things where they go, ooh, chop the end off the tape. So yeah, it's just 525. It is American stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's American 525. Um, that one. And there's another one where Graham Chapman's asked what his favourite hobbies are. Um, and he lists them as uh, golf, strangling animals, and masturbating. <laughs> and so, and that's being cut. So he just stands there, he goes, golf, strangling animals, and they cut the last bit off. And Chapman said, oh, the most outrageous thing is they allowed me to say golf. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a liar's autobiography up here. Have you read that? Yes, I've got that. It's very wonderful. good. It's very good. Absolutely wonderful. Um, Did you get yeah. anything this week? Yeah, and I've not looked at it yet because I've not had a chance. So uh, Derek Ooh. Sherwin's book, Who's Next, with zero Doctor Who pictures in it at all. Oh. Um, Tell the boys fine. and girls who Derek Sherwin was. That's... Uh, so, Derek Sherwin, as far as I recall, mm. was the chap who cast Pertwee. Wasn't he the producer he of was. Doctor Who? He in, was a producer uh, of Who in the late 60s. Yeah, tail end of Troughton. Yeah, and the very beginning of um, Pertwee. He's in Pertwee's, he's in Pertwee's first one, isn't he? Cause, That's uh, right, yeah. He had an actor who turned up. No lines needed, but the actor had a, had a role to do, and this bloke couldn't do it, so Sherwin sacked him and just did it himself. Yeah. <clears throat> he was... Um, yeah, an interesting bit of a rogue show. He's he's not long since died, has he? Or is he still with us? Two years ago, I think he died. Yeah, something like that. Says mm. he was a bar owner and lived in Thailand for a while. For he the, did at the end of his life, at the very least. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, no, that that should be jolly interesting. It will be, especially yes. the stuff about Bob Holmes. Mm. Uh, uh, <clears throat> another thing, so. uh, another thing I want, but I've not bought yet, as because. You know, returning to your thing that hasn't turned up, your lovely 4K Doctor Who and the Daleks with vinyl. Mm -hmm. So one of my Christmas presents was the two Dalek films on 4K. Yeah. Uh, which I discovered 
won't play on a normal Blu-ray. You've got to have a 4K Blu-ray mm. to do it. Mm. Right, okay, I see. More expense. Yes. Um, which I've not bought oh. yet. Anyway, Are you going to bother? I am going to get one because, and it's not for the Dalek film, because you get another disc with the Dalek one and it's like you can watch it standard Blu-ray, um, which I did. So what I really want is the 4K remaster of Get Carter. Mm. I really, really, really want that. Have you seen that? Let me see if I can find it for you. I've not seen it in 4K. It I've seen the with. film, certainly. And then they oh, remade God. it, which angered me. No need. Yeah. But uh, the original oh, I, film. Yeah. Oh, the original yeah, they, film. They made it with. Uh, was it Sylvester Stallone or someone? It was this. Nicholas Cage. Let's have a look. Remake 4K. Nicholas Cage pisses me off. I don't oh, like dreadful. It. Awful. Sylvester Stallone? Oh, no. I know, yeah. I thought it was. Oh, no. But Mike Hodges died, didn't he? he mm. It came out last June, this. Mm. And he died like December or something like that. So at least he got to see this. That's right. There's a um, wonderful production of his, very early um, Thames, called The Tyrant King. And mm. it's, I think it's shot in 68. So London is at the peak of its swingingness. Um, and this is made on colour film, six episodes, uh, starring Murray Melvin and people like that. Um, oh, and Melvin. that just had a, a lovely uh, release, re-release on DVD. That's a beautiful production to watch. Oh, it's stunning. But he's yeah. a wonderful director. Captured, Very interesting Captured character. the mood, didn't he? Always captured oh, the oh, mood yeah. of the time. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That film is so good. Mm. And if you, if you, do you know that uh, the key to it is in the carriage right at the start? No. Mm. I shan't tell you. Next Ooh. time you watch it, have a look who's in the carriage that uh, Kane walks through in the first shot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I will have a little look there. Yes. Well, I'd like to look when it's on 4K, please. Well, yes. It's always yes. nice, isn't it, to see these Who's the guy like who did the music? Roy Budd? Yes. Fucking hell, that's good. Roy Budd, oh, superb. Um, did you know, and music. you know what? They've just found a load of his music just stored somewhere. And that's getting a re-release. He did. That's uh, crazy. Was it? Was it the Sandbaggers? He did all the music for something like that. But I mean, he's one of those people who composed and composed and churned out an awful lot of library music, like um, Alan Hawks. Ah, what's Hawksworth. his name? Yeah. Um, so much library music composed mm. by Roy, Roy Budd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, yes. So ooh, Trunk he, Records. Lots of that stuff comes ex- out on. Who did the go. Children of the Stones? Yes. Thing. Yeah. Recently. Well worth a look. Johnny um, Trunk. Yep. I did get one other thing. Oh, yeah. Go on. And I can no longer criticise you for your little James Bond car or anything like ah, that. Ah. Right. No, because I don't buy toys and nonsense. But no. I had to. Had to. I buy lots of them. Yes. Here we have. Mm-hmm. And there, there's the new logo that you don't like uh, on the side. But. I well, can... that's going now. That's gone, it, hasn't it's it? It's gone. Yeah, it's absolutely gone. Um, but when I was doing this convention, um, can I get this out? That'll probably mean it's well, not season worth it. nine next week, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, anyway, when I was doing this convention, I spotted this uh, for sale, and I thought, no, have to have this. So, oh, how's it come out? Why do they make is this unboxing video again? Uh, no, it's only plastic. Why do they? Oh, bollocks. Why do they do... Right, here we go. Here we are. Oh, he's out the box. I don't care. He's just deserved to stand resplendent. Ah. Got myself a Nymon, dear. Ah. Look at that. Very good. Now then, these bloody things scared the crap out of me in 1979. Uh, Less so now when I watch it, I have to admit. Um, But, uh, yeah, the Nymon... terrifying, bull-headed animal. Mm. Um, so I, I saw this and I thought, mm, got to have a nime on. You weren't giving it? No. Uh, oh, no, wasn't giving it. Tenor. Not as the sort of, you know, the the grand maitre d', the compere of the 
the whole event, you'd have been given such things. I thought no. you'd have been given a little bag, a goodie bag at the end. No, no, there was no goodie bag, dear. Nothing With like that. things from no. everyone who'd taken part. No. Such as, uh, you know, Fraser Hines' half poppadom and, no. and things like that. You didn't know gift bag? No, nothing like that. I did have a lovely mm. curry with Fraser Hines, though. Was... Yeah, so you finished the poppadoms anyway. I did, yes. Mm. But, uh, yes, there he is. He can sit there for a bit. He can sit um, there. So I got him. Um, so that's just a, a pointless nice thing. The, the best nice things are always pointless, I think. It's great, huh? Mm, it's great. Um, Gav, Gav Rymel, um does these sort of like 3D sculpture things. Um, so, yeah, felt, I felt this was necessary. Not necessary at all, is it? But I think the goodie bag's necessary, Drea. Well, I think so. I might have to save yes. next year. I want a goodie bag. Goodie mm. bag. Yes. Anyway, it snowed this week. It did snow this week. Yes, mm. we need more. We need much, 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 much more. Much, much more. Did you get out in it for a bit before it disappeared? I did for a tiny little bit. I've been chained to the computer doing work because, as you can see, the the painting of the uh, the late great Vivian Stanchel yeah. is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it had to be re-photographed for the event uh-huh. a week on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so I've been chained to the computer a fair bit, so I got out a little bit in it, mm. not enough. I noticed you'd gone out in it lots and lots. I, I went out, uh, well, I woke up, um, and my immediate thought was, oh, Christ, I'm late, mm. because it was so bright. So jumped oh, up. Right. Yeah, jumped up, and it's like, oh, it's five o'clock in the morning, hang on, Ooh. And it was proper thick snow. And we never get that in the village because no. of the old microclimate. Um, but, yeah, really lovely. So I was out by 10 to 6, uh, marauding Best. about and checking oh, the perimeter brill. of the village. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, Absolutely. Was. We need more like that. And it was a snow day at work as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, though that seems to have caused more trouble than it's solved. Yes. Not These, for you. Not, not for me. No no. No, 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 no. So it's fine. Ooh, it's all fine. It's all yes. absolutely fine. It means I can sit down and put the BBC to rights, you know. Well, so. of course, it gave you that opportunity, didn't it? Yes, it did. So, yeah, there we go. But a lovely snowy day. So, but more needed. More needed, yes. Of course, with me dyeing my beard this week, um, you know, I contrasted with the snow. You did. And the students who were quite shocked. Hence, not. It's not ginger, is it? I mean, well, it actually looks it's, a bit gingery in this light, doesn't it? a bit gingery on camera. I mean, if you could just zoom in for the show, then that'd be fine. It's a shame it looks like Richard Hammond's painted on one in real life. Mm. You know? It does. It's, it's a very 2D beard. It's very 2D, there. yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it's like I've been... What do they call it? <laughs> upscaled. Yes. <laughs> it's like they've upscaled a picture of me and the beard's very vivid. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I look like Dennis Lil upscaled. Yes, <laughs> love Dennis Lil. We Ooh. love Dennis Lil. We really love Dennis Lil. I, I hope Dennis, if you're listening, you know, get in touch. Yes, we'd, we'd, we'd love break to hear the guest from embargo. You. We'd have Dennis Lil on. Yeah, we'd have Dennis on, of yeah. course, and, and Fraser Hines. And Fraser Hines. We'll have a word. Yeah. Uh, you know, over your next carry, uh, you have can a little drop word. it in. Yes. Uh, Fraser, give you a mensch on the progue. <laughs> Absolutely. What did uh, Fraser order? Butter chicken with um, garlic rice, as I recall. Drinks? Um, uh, uh, bottle of white. Just to himself? Yes, to himself. It's all yeah. mine, you can fuck off. Yeah, he, well, I was on the soft drinks, dear. So uh, Softy? He's not softy. joining Joe in a glass of wine? No, no, I didn't do that. But he was, Sugden's best. He was wonderful, just the stories... Uh, which were, mm. were flowing, and the jokes as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, Did lovely. Joe Orton come up, his mention of Fraser in the diary? Well, yes. Um, I thought he would. It did. Um, but because I'm, I'm doing loot at the minute, trying to learn the lines, just made me very cross. I've got a lot of bargains out of loot. Nothing wrong with loot. The, yeah, try and learn the bloody thing. It's what, the so... whole newspaper? Oh. Do they still make loot? Oh, no, that's the thing. I mean, there's the one section with a newspaper. So I can write that monologue in there. The rest of it, no, I've got to stand looking into coffins. Do you not remember what loot was? Go on. It, before eBay, there was a big yellow newspaper called Loot. Oh, God, there was. It was full of adverts. Oh, yes. That was my shit joke. Oh. Hmm. That was You got to learn the whole newspaper. Right. Rally Grifter, 180 quid. In uh, Lee? Uh, no. 
No, absolutely not. No, missed that joke. Sorry, dear. That's where Darren Gregory used to uh, <clears throat> say he had power of the Daleks in the Tenth Planet Four. Bloody Darren Gregory. Um, but no, currently learning that, and that led to me um, having a good old rant the other day that the only mm. decent thing that ever came out of Joe Orton was the back of Kenny, Kenneth Halliwell's hammer. I was so cross. They're so, I know, I know that's awful, but they're so difficult to learn. Very on message. The BBC will fire you before you've even taken that 9pm slot. Don't care. Don't Ooh. care. They'll bring me back and say, can you remake The Brothers? And I was like, oh, yes, I can do that. That would be a great gig. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? That'd be all right, yeah. yeah could cope yeah. with that. You um, could have Colin Baker, your firm friends now. Yeah, we are, I could. Um, although, yes, so Joe Orton, and for those of you who don't know the story with uh, Joe Orton, I think it's in the diaries, isn't it, where Joe Orton's watching Doctor Who and starts getting very excited about this young yeah. boy in a kilt. Um, and, yeah, he brought it up, actually, Fraser Hines, so that's... Which I've been, uh, and I've been sort of somebody had suggested, well, don't mention Joe Orton to him, but right, tested the water, and he was quite happy to talk about this. Uh, just dipped your hammer in that sort of thing. But also these lovely tales about how he used to finish recording Doctor Who, and in the studio downstairs, Lulu was just finishing her program. So he'd be like, "Come on, let's go," and they'd go off to a nightclub together. That sounds rubbish, doesn't it? That doesn't it? Doesn't that sound dreadful? Wouldn't you it's hate like that? that? I love that photograph of him, and um, I think it's it's not Wendy Padbury. It's uh, it might be, uh, and Pat Troughton were there at the Guinness factory when they've been filming the invasion, and they're all just sat having Guinness. Oh yeah, that's a great photograph. And there were no lines to record after lunch, so they just went for it. Yeah. Oh. It's a brilliant photo of that. It is. It's lovely. Brill photo. The trout at the at his twinkliest. Yes. Can't do that now anymore. Can't go. Oh no, get, no, no. Can't the world get is pissed at the Guinness factory and go on. Oh, this bereft of joy and fun. We all have to have an opinion on things, and it better be correct. Oh yes. Oh. Can't be the wrong one, dear. No, no, As no, we're no. seeing. Oh. Uh, there will Balls. be a test at the end. Yes, there will. Yes, there will. And then a struggle session. Fail. <laughs> What's a struggle session? Is that something I don't want to know about? In communist China. Oh right, I was thinking. If you held the wrong sort of... opinion. Oh no. 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 Good. If you held the wrong opinion, you had the sign put round your neck, and everyone shouted at you. That'll probably happen to me after this one because I've not exactly. Oh no, I don't want that. I don't want to be berated no. through the village. Oh no. Oh, you won't get bothered in the village. Oh no, that's true. No, 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 no. no. It's very much the place of public and private. Uh, opinion. Oh, yes, absolutely. 1953 all the way. Yes, everyone yeah. there understands the need to uh, eschew integrity. Absolutely. In order to keep the fires burning. Yes, absolutely, mm. and I thoroughly approve. Anyway, so, what's on the yeah. cards for you this week, dear? Well, um, a weekend lots. of rehearsal mm. beckons. Mm -hmm. Um... <sighs> Um, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a day of line learning and a day of rehearsal. It's only because I'm weird and I want to sit here and finish what I'm doing, the program for the show. Mm. I don't, I don't mind the rehearsals by any stretch. No. I just because I have to finish what I've started, otherwise I start doing a rain man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't want to leave. I've got to get that done. Mm. No. Stand. No. Burn it's the midnight oil. You'll, to you. you'll get it done. <laughs> You'll get I will it, get done. it done. Yes. I will get it done. I will it's get a lot it of done. hard work at the moment, isn't it? Ooh, All of I it. don't approve. Yeah. You see, I, 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 I kind of, in my fantasy world, mm. it's like a few months of really hard work and then I go and lie on the beach of an island for six months. Yeah. But I won't but... be doing any of that. I don't have an island. I don't no. have any money. I don't have access to an island. I don't have a sort of cute uh, Wendy Padbury you know, in a bikini lay next to me. That's not going to happen either. No. No. So this will finish. Mm. And I'll just be going into work. Yeah. Shit, isn't it? It is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> One expects that sort of this Herculean effort would be rewarded by laying on a, a sort of sun-kissed beach. You know, with a honey-skinned wriggler. Yeah. No. No, no, because no, it's not 1973 anymore. No, it's not, is it? No, not allowed. Balls. 
<laughs> now you know why I can't be asked. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Mm. Fair enough, dear. Anyway. And no vapes to look forward to. No. Are you doing very well? Uh, in a way. Seven weeks on Monday. The fact that you're still counting makes me oh, think I know, it's somewhat yeah. of a struggle still. I know. It's bloody hard, man. Mm. They are really hard to quit, those vapes. They're really... That's nice. They're Absolutely. really, really difficult. Mm. Do you never find that you've just got it and you're like... Right, I, what I used to do is I'd put it on a windowsill or something far away. It's like, right, you can fuck off because right. I can't stop vaping. Right. And I'd be doing a bit of work. The next thing, it's like... Ah! It's like, How? I put you over there. <laughs> it's like, how have you got back in my hand? I've and never been mouth. foolish enough to put it on a windowsill for it. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But one you're day, probably not as mad as me. One day I will give up. I will. It's one last fucking hat. Yeah. Although, you know, if you ever feel the need to go back, I've still got this, dear. You can always I've got, I've got another two. And the heated tobacco machine. <laughs> I've got loads of things, mate. Then well done for not going to them. That's, oh, that's I've got to sing. Uh, that's the trouble. I've got to sing, know. and I was doing singing seven weeks ago on Monday, mm. and I was noticing a sort of expectoration in the throat, and it was just mm. like, well, that's no good. No, anyway, the, really. I, I seem to be hitting the notes, so. Oh, there you go. That's mm. what counts until it's all over, yeah. and then you just sat there going, mm. No Wendy Padbury, no beach. No. Therefore, I know where <coughs> I'll be going. Here's one of the things. <laughs> to your friend at the shop. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will be back, boy. Excellent. You'll be back. So we'll yes. be doing a bit of that. Yes. I think there'll be some vaping. I might buy one, a, a blue res lemonade for on the uh, bus on the way back. <laughs> a blue res lemonade. A blue res lemonade. They're the best. Do you know that day is going to be a motherfucker of a day? Yes. A real... Oh, it's going to no. be about 20 hours long for a start. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be up at four yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Pick all you lot up. Yeah. I think I should go to London the night before me. Why? Go to Langans or something like that. So I can stroll down the road with my sort of copy of the Morning Star and a cigarette in a holder or something, you know. Balls. Like the great actor manager. Absolutely not. You can you can slam it in the van. You're on the, you're on the bus with us, boy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't know why we do it. There are days when I think, what the hell? I don't. Mm. So every day. Yes. Don't know. There was a time when I was content to just live in my imagination and do nothing real. Mm. That was great. What changed that? I suppose you become like aware that it isn't real, mm. don't you? Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's shit when that happens. I, I used to be happy sitting round smoking weed mm. and just thinking about doing stuff <laughs> rather than doing it. Yeah. And then I suppose it gets to the how's the best way to put it? You know, things don't last, do they? Do you get what I mean? No, it lasts. Something that's fantastic when you get it and. Then five years later, it's just like, oh, it's that thing, and you start taking it for granted. and Yeah. You know. No, and then that's... if you lose it, you're like, oh, that was brill after all. Well, exactly. And and things speed up. It all speeds up. It really does speed up. If I'm going to do the thing, I've actually got to do it. I think it's like a game show, mm. being a fantasist, isn't it? Yeah. You could sort of, you sort of, there's you and a load of, there's you and 20 others in the game, mm. and you're all like fantasists and that, and then one by one, you know, one of them will get a job, and then one of them will get married, and then one of them will do this, and one, and then at the end of the day, it's just you and the ghost of Jim Bowen. Yeah. It's like, oh man, but, but you're not real. I mm. know, mate. I'm in your head. But <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so. Yeah, it's unsustainable, isn't it? Just living in a fantasy world. It is, rather. So suddenly, uh, yeah, have to do things. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that means that, yeah, the whole thing about, oh, I shall stay at Langan's and I'll be like Peter O'Toole strolling down the road with Keith Waterhouse. No, you won't. No. It's in your head. No, you can't absolutely afford Langan's. Not. You'll be You're in the Peter minibus. Yeah. I'll be in the minibus with you and everyone else. Yes. Picking up everyone. 
everyone at five o'clock in the morning. dropping them all off. Oh, yes. Oh, well, you hired it so you can be the last one out. <laughs> no. <laughs> First on, last off. Oh, yeah, them's and the rules. shit ton of work in the middle. Yes. Bold. Oh, so Whose idea work. was it? Ooh, mine. Ooh. <laughs> yes, this is all down to you, dear. You're tough shit, boy. <laughs> It'll be grand. It will be grand. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will, won't it? Mm-hmm. It and will. And if not, you can just go back to smoking weed all day and imagining you're on the beach with Wendy Padbury. There you go. What could be better? Well, actually, being on the beach with Wendy Padbury. Yeah. But you know it's Eric Idle dressed up as your mum. No, dear, this is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in London. You've got to get on the bus. Yes. Oh, gold. People are just going to be listening to this. If they've made it this far, going, shut up, you're being a dickhead. Well, I think that's what they do most weeks, don't they? Yeah. yeah I mean, what a thing go. to moan about. A lovely thing. It's a lovely thing. That's the thing, isn't it? It is a lovely thing. I'm sat here moaning about learning Joe Orton. I'm like, oh, but I've got to go to Dublin. Oh, yeah, for up. people to tell you you're great. Yes. Shut Ooh, up. And... I can't Ooh. possibly. No, don't want. Ooh, don't make me learn the words in my Push me, kitchen. pull you. It's mm. push me, pull you, isn't it? It is. It's the fear. Well, let's face isn't it. it. Fear. Well, it's the it's... fear. I think. I think it's the fear of one Leaving having the to house. do. <laughs> Leave the house. <laughs> but no, it's the fear of having to do that <laughs> amount of hard work because it's a um, lot, isn't it? Yeah. I You're mean, being honest. Just plug this in. Hang on, dear. It's the fear of uh, the amount of hard work required, but the it's... knowledge that it's the only thing you're any good at. Yeah, and that's the trouble. I'm yeah. not good. At, I, I don't even. I can't even. You know, it's not for me to say if I'm any good at this. Mm. So, but it's the only thing that I seem to be able to get any money for. Yeah, you know, mm. I can't go around and put shelves up in people's houses. Oh God, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't. No, not set myself so. up as a mouth. No, that's it. So instead, it's brown trousers on and off to London. And singing and yeah. no vapes, which is how we got here. No well, how did it all stop? It all stopped because it was never real to begin with. Mm. No. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, well. Give it all back. Yes. Hmm. Well, on that sobering thought, oh, the boys God. and girls have probably had enough. No, 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 it is real. That's all right. No, it's good. That's why sure? the sitting round, getting stoned, dreaming about it had to end, because it weren't real. But yeah. now it's really real. And you know what? This probably wouldn't be happening if you hadn't had that period of sitting around dreaming about it. I, I've planned it all out, like yeah. loads and loads of times, so yeah. that when it came to actually doing it, I knew what to do. Mm. I do that a lot, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It all has to exist in your head first before you start it. And it's the only yeah. way you can be certain the damn thing will work. What's that Shakespeare line from uh, Antony and Cleopatra? It hath been taught since primal times that nothing that is were not thought, thought before it were, or something like that. I don't know. I don't like that play. Oh, it's something like that. Kim Cattrall did it at the Everyman, and nobody I liked like her. her. Well, apparently I, she I was, like her. Ooh, people who worked with her said she wasn't, you know, great. I'd lie on a beach with Kim. She wouldn't lie on a beach with you. Would she not? No. She wants all the money and things. She wants money. Well, I've got five knocking about the place. (laughs) Surely that's enough. You'd think so. Not as bad as Tommy Steele with everyone pissing in the water tank so he got covered in urine when he was doing singing. I love Tommy Steele as well. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to give him a hug when he was covered in techies piss, would you? No. No. No, no, no. He must have been hated for them to do that. Mm. To go to that extent, to get up into the rafters and wee in the water tank. Oh, yeah. That's... What did he do? Don't know. I would love to find out, though. Maybe we mm. could find out. What a career. Yeah. And it ends covered in piss. Yes, but that's life. That's, yeah. that's the moral of the story. Yeah, whatever you do, you're going to end up covered in piss. You may as yeah. well just lie on the couch and piss yourself. You may as well really cut out the middleman. <laughs> there you oh. are. That's the secret of life. Discovered, didn't you? Lying I account, saw a really crap garden centre plaque thing, and I'll end with this. Mm. Someone had posted on the internet, and now let me think what it was. Was when you die, 
It's something like, make sure that you die with memories, not dreams. <laughs> oh, I hate that sort of thing so much. Garden sent a plaque. Oh, a home is not a home. Oh, shut up. I know. It makes you want to burn it all to the ground, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Just destroy it all. Yes. Awful people. Yes. Well, on that jolly note, uh, we hope you all have a lovely week at home, and until the next time... Goodbye. Bye-bye. Nice Things, The Antidote to Modern Living was presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. The music was written by Michael Livesley, and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog